Okay, so we're back with another Rugby Muscle Academy video. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about um, tracking booze because we've spoken about uh, your macronutrients. We've, set, we've spoken about why quantifying your diet is really important. We've spoken about the habits that you need to create in order to make the quantifying your diet even easier and in order to make sustain on track with your nutrition even easier, but, you know, in a practical sense. But I wouldn't be talking to a bunch of rugby players about um, the practicalities of a nutrition protocol without talking about booze. And at the time of recording, there's not too much rugby being played, but when it does, it becomes a very important part of um, the rugby culture is, is boozing. And I will touch upon, you know, the uh, pressures and social pressures of, of that in, a, in, in this video. But more, I want to talk about the actual tr practicalities of tracking alcohol itself. So first and foremost, um, like I get this question quite a bit that, you know, sometimes people ask me if they should be boozing with their teammates after games. Like, it, it, like is that going to give us a, how much of a negative is that going to affect us for our training, etc.? Um I'll get into the negatives and the positives in a sec, or actually get into negatives in a sec. But in the positive sense, like it is a huge cultural thing for your team. And, and when you're doing something like playing a game of rugby where you're essentially, you know, going to war with 14 of your mates on a field once a week, like having a, having a deeper friendship that might be built through, um, your cultural relationships, such as boozing together. Um, like, I do think that that's going to give you a boost in your performance. You, you might, um, you know, have a deeper connection with your teammates, which might make you fight a little bit more when you're really exhausted at the end of the game or might make them fight a little bit more. And there is definitely something to that. And there is a reason that, you know, it is a huge part. And, and if you look at the history of teams like Saracens and, uh, especially Saracens, but you can see here with the Springboks or, or with the Lions when they do it, there's a lot of, um, fun that can be had and um, team bonding that is done by essentially just getting boozed up. So, uh, you know, by outright dismissing it and saying, oh, no, I'm really focused on you know being the best athlete that I can be. Um, I'm not going to touch alcohol. Like, if that, if that is what you really focus on, that's that's your decision. But understand that that's, you know, you can still be able to be a good athlete and drink booze. And there might be an upside to drinking alcohol. Um, but we also need to consider that these calories still count. So especially if you're someone that uh, is trying to lose weight or cut weight, um, understand that it doesn't appear on your MyFitnessPal macros. It isn't carbs, protein, fat, alcohol. It's just carbs, protein, fat. But it will count towards your calorie total. Um, alcohol is a macronutrient in itself. It's seven calories per gram, but it's pretty much useless, right? We cannot use alcohol to build muscle. It is, uh, it is still a caloric um, uh, thing. I don't know how to, how to say that. It's, it still contains calories, right? Um, and you know, it still will contribute to our daily total calories, and that's fine, right? Um, it, it, we can manage that, but usually it's not managing and it's not like far more often. It's not the booze itself that runs us over and puts us into trouble with our calorie allotment. Um, more often than not, it's all of, cause you know, when, we're not talking about getting drunk with your mates in isolation, you're not getting drunk in a vacuum. What's actually happening is you're getting drunk in this social situation where, 
um, there might be food to be shared. There's usually good food to be shared. There's usually good food to be shared, particularly uh, if you're in the US, it'll be taco culture or a big burrito at the end of the night. If you're in the UK, it's almost certainly the kebab shop on the corner that you're going to head to wherever you are in the world. There's usually some sloppy food that can be had either during a night out, at the end of a night out, at the beginning of a night out, you know, that is usually um, the the worst part of it. Or if we look at the food that's eaten, eaten the next day because you've got a hangover and you feel rough and you feel the need for a, some really greasy food to quote-unquote soak up the alcohol, that is the food that ends up usually more often than not like biting us in the ass. And then in terms of our performance – it still, again, might not be the alcohol. It might be the hangover. So we're looking there when we're talking about hangover, which is just massive sleep deprivation and dehydration. It's not like the alcohol obviously contributes to those things, but it's not the alcohol in itself. It's those other things that alcohol has caused. And so those, you know, and if we're also, if we're more tired and we're more dehydrated, that's going to lead us to want to eat in more shitty foods the next day as well. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we, we have to eat those bad foods that we have to get really bad sleep that we have to eat you know off plan the next couple of days because we're so hung over we can um be able to well, we we are able to negotiate our our diet our nutrition whilst drinking some booze and, and staying on track and that's fine and here are some tactics that we should uh, be able to get you guys to employ so first and foremost and i've said this time and time again with your nutrition it's prepare be um be proactive, not reactive. And if you can do that, you're going to be able to really stay on track. The first thing I, I, I get people to do, or the, the first thing I do if I, if I know I'm going to be boozing, is I will try and give, a, give myself a, a, a bit of a calorie buffer. So now your macro targets aren't, are no longer protein, carbs, fat. They're just going to be protein and calories. So you're going to Still make sure that you hit your protein because you want to be building the muscle. You want to be keeping the muscle that you've got. All the goodness that protein brings, it's you still want that to happen. But you might want to take away some carbs or some fat, depending on you know your personal preferences. It doesn't really matter too much. Um, and you would put the alcohol calories, seven calories per gram, in there instead. So essentially, you're just going to take away from your carbs and fat reserves hit it a little bit less to allow yourself to fill that allotment with alcohol calories. So then then you can even be more prepared ahead of time by making sure that you hit your protein um, by tracking your entire day before you've gone booze and make sure that your protein is all accounted for. That way you're not left at, you know, coming home uh, through the door, stumbling at 2 a.m., trying to figure out what lean protein sources you can have because you've still got 50 grams of protein to eat because, you know, you're at um, a bar and the only protein source they had was salty nuts or something, you know? Be proactive with this stuff. So ideally, you can even be... Um, so I'll talk about being even more prepared in a second, but um, if you track what you anticipate to eat, um, you know, breakfast, lunch, and then dinner, like... Even better, you could prepare that food ahead of time. You could prepare some some sort of protein dish to have when you come home from your from your meal, which would or from your meal from your night out from your alcohol bender or whatever you're doing from your social activity. To then know that you're going to come home and you're going to have something tasty, something that meets your calorie goals and allows you to stay on track. Another thing that you can do to prepare yourself is prepare water. We've already spoken about that. Um, being hungover is just basically massive dehydration, uh, which also leads to terrible sleep and terrible sleep. 
So if we can prep water ahead of time, so we can either, you know, set ourselves a nice uh, two liter bottle of cold water or a big jug of water, leave it in the fridge or leave it by our bedside so that when we come home, we know that we're going to drink that. Then that's just going to really alleviate that uh, next day effect of being dehydrated. And that's going to allow us to be less likely to fall subject to, you know, the, the pitfalls of ha- being hung over and wanted to eat crappy food. And then from there, like, if we've done all of that stuff, like we can then really allow ourselves to enjoy our night out and, and, and do it guilt free. One of the biggest issues I'll see, and I'll come onto this in, a, uh, in a, in a bit, um, is that a lot of people will, uh, you know, if they're having their booze, they sort of hold themselves back because they know they're trying to be healthy and they're not really sure and they have one and then they'll, they'll drink and then they kind of feel guilty whilst they're drinking and eventually they'll get drunk and then all of their inhibitions go and they just say, fuck it. And they hit the, the sabotage button and that's when things go really pear shaped. Rather, be, if you've been proactive, if you've pushed, if you've um, got your protein sorted out, if you've got your, your, you know, your hydration sorted out, why not then push yourself to, actually even enjoy and get the effect even more. So to to do this, um, I've heard guys like Menno Hanselman's before and the guys at Propane Fitness have suggested a good idea is to really embrace the fact that the uh, embrace the effect that you want. So if you're someone that wants to get boozed and you want to get drunk with your mates, that's why you're doing it. Consider drinking on an empty stomach because that's going to allow you to feel the effects more. I know that I've done it before where I've drunk and Jesus Christ, I feel embarrassed saying this, but like half a glass of wine and I'm feeling like a little bit tipsy because I hadn't eaten for the first, the six hours before that. And that means that like, that, you know, obviously means I'm a cheap date, but it also means that I don't have to take in a whole bottle of wine's calories to get that effect. I can have my half a glass, be tipsy for a bit and then maybe have another half a glass and, you know, you you can see where this, where this goes. So it's a really good tactic to sort of not line your stomach and, 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 uh, allow the booze to have the effects that you want it to have. Also, likewise on the same, on the, on the complete opposite end of this coin or the, the flip side of the coin, the opposite end of the spectrum would be that if you were to be someone that wants to just have one or two pints and doesn't want the effect of being buzzed, then maybe you do have a heavy protein meal beforehand so that you can enjoy your drink, feel full from that drink and not crave having more and still not be drunk, right? Either way, you've you've been able to enjoy the effect of the alcohol that you wanted to do and you've been able to stay on track with your calories that day and your protein that day and that way you're on to a winner, right? If we're talking about booze selections, again, if you want to have one or two pints of your mates, you just track for that and, and account for that. Um, but if you really want to have as, as much alcohol as you can, we're going to be looking at the liquors because they are less, you know, they're, they're just, there's just less of them. Whereas uh, you, when you're looking at um, beers, they're going to have more carbohydrates in there and then overall total calories versus your, your, your wines or even better, your spirits, your liquors. They're going to have, um, very little in the way of carbohydrate. They're mostly going to be, you know, the stronger the, the booze, the more it is just heavy alcohol, which is the, and you're only getting that calories from the alcohol. And it also enters the system a lot quicker. So once you've done that, you, 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 you remove that guilt. You understand what you're doing. You're able to enjoy yourself, um, for less drinks, uh, which is a good thing, right? It's, you know, it's traditionally seen in rugby culture to be a bad thing. You want to be a strong drinker and all that stuff, but, 
remember what you're doing. Remember, you know, you're doing this to get drunk. So don't worry about it. Like this is, this is what you want to do because now you're able to stay on track with everything and enjoy yourself. Then the next day, um, we can talk about, um, like your recovery. Um, you know, we've, we've spoken about how you're able to help beat the hangover if you stay ahead of time, if you pre- prepare yourself. We all want to, especially if we want to feel that effect of boozing, we want to feel that effect whilst we're doing it, but we want to avoid that hangover as best as possible. Best ways to do this is to, um, like I said before, it's, it's the main things that a hangover is, is massive dehydration and massive lack of sleep. So, if you can make sure that you you have your water, so you can have um, alcohol, you know, you can have your your whatever your you know a vodka, diet coke, or just a, you know shots or whatever, along with a pint of water, and you're drinking that so that you're able to stay hydrated, and you're making sure that you don't dehydrate yourself massively whilst you're sleeping, and you know we'll see it where once we start to break the seal when we're boozing and we get that clear pee that means that our body is trying to dehydrate us and that's that should be a warning sign that we want to start really um drinking in the electrolytes and the water well, not so much the electrolytes but drinking in the water to stay hydrated if we are able to prepare food ahead of time particularly if we're able to prepare you know the breakfast for the next day to help us stay on track the you know often more often than not i think that we get hungover from from the greasy food that we're eating as well because we don't want to be in that we want to be eating fresh nutrient or fresh food with lots of nutrients so the more you can prepare that if you can prepare a really nice breakfast already ahead of time or know that you're going to have a really nice breakfast the next day that's going to be um again another sort of um uh string in your bow there to be able to um ward off that hangover to ward off your um temptation to have shitty food the next day after booze and likewise if you prepare yourself to have as much sleep, you don't make arrangements for 6 a.m. the next day. You don't make arrangements to go to the gym at 8 a.m. the next day. You, you, you allow yourself maybe to have a little bit of an eye in or to have a little bit of a nap. And then from there, like as long as you're, you're constantly drinking water, it's going to help you. And the more active you can be, the better, but at a low level. I wouldn't be doing you know um, any sort of absolute high intensity intervals the next day. I'd be looking at just getting out and, and going for some walks, um, if you're supposed to train the next day, like train when you're supposed to, um, ideally not offsetting your whole body clock, right? Um, you're ideally staying on track with this stuff. And that is what's going to help you, um, navigate this sort of difficult thing where we're trying to allow ourselves to enjoy the social side of things, enjoy some booze, even though we know that like booze is almost the antithesis of healthy eating, or that's what we perceive it to be not the case as you can see here we're able to enjoy good socials still stay within our calorie allotment still stay in our training regime still avoid that hangover as best we can and be okay for our um you know the rest of our training week okay um i do think that that's like our best way to 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 navigate this whole system now i have put also here about training when you're supposed to in terms of like if you do have a Sunday training session, I would still make sure that, or, or, or a Saturday training session, if you're not uh, in season, like I would try and make sure that you've engineered it in a way that you're not boozing when you've got a really tough workout the next day. But if it is, like figure it out so that you can just hit the minimum amount of work. Still get it done. I would still go and tick the box. And even if it's a fucking terrible session, you don't give yourself that guilt because that was a choice that you made. And that's fine. Like you've still ticked the box. If you're on 
like the rubbing muscle stuff that we're doing here right now, you know that not every session has to be perfect, but every session just to be ticking that box, taking care of what you need to take care of. So in summary, like after this, like you should understand that you are in complete control. Drinking is a perfectly fine choice. And this is where I was, uh, what I alluded to earlier. Not drinking is also a perfectly fine choice. You don't have to booze just because everyone else says that you've got to booze. If, if you're making the choice that you don't want to drink alcohol, that's absolutely fine. But don't do it out of guilt, right? Not doing what you want to do is like not okay. If you want to have some drinks with the boys or with the girls, whatever. Um, if you want to have drinks with the family, if you want to have whatever, like that's okay. But, um, you know, we've given you the tools here to stay on track with it and to not use it as an excuse to completely continue to sabotage your results. What we've done here is allow you to, in fact, giving you more um, power and, and to have your cake and eat it too so that you can actually not use your, your diet or your training as an excuse to not booze, but you're allowed to enjoy yourself, which if you, you know, if you've said that, if you've read the and watched the videos on mindset and motivation, enjoying yourself is massive in terms of staying motivated and staying consistent on a plan. So if you're able to enjoy yourself by having the occasional social drinks, by in, engaging in social activities with your teammates, you're able to, to give yourself even more armor to stay on track, to uh, be consistent with this, and then because of that, get better results. So to go back to the question that I initially got, which is, you know, should I, you know, is um, drinking with the boys that going to negatively impact me? Sometimes... I do. I really do think that going out and having some drinks is a positive thing um, for your actual long-term results because it allows you to stay on track. You know, you're not someone that's constantly saying no and, and feeling guilty and then eventually having a blowout. You're actually able to stay on track, uh, have better teammates, enjoy enjoy your teammates, enjoy your company, enjoy their company, enjoy yourself, and then not have that sabotage your entire diet. Likewise, again, I cannot emphasize this enough. If you really don't want to booze, like I would still encourage, you know, whatever you need to do to be happy, whatever you need to need to do to be social and enjoy camaraderie of your teammates, that's going to only help your rugby playing ability. It's only going to help your rugby playing experience. And it's only going to help your, your training and nutrition experience. So whatever you need to do, it's all good. All right. I'll see you guys in the next one.